I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Dear Black Girl, each of you are uniquely beautiful. Every shade of brown and every texture of hair shows the vast spectrum of our beauty. Learn about who you are and the powerful, resilient people you've descended from. Fall in love, but never give all of your power to a man. You've got to hold on to it for you. Signed, Vivian Green. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Dare Black Girl. I'm your host, Unique. You can follow me on Instagram at Unique Smiles, U-N-E-E Smiles. You can also follow the show on Instagram at Dear Black Girl Pod. Now, we have an event coming up soon. It's going to be in December. I'm not sure if I want to give you all the exact date yet, but be on the lookout for an event coming up in December. That's why you should definitely be following the Dare Black Girl Instagram page so you can check out that announcement. Um, that's for all our listeners that are here in New York. It's going to be a fun event in Brooklyn, so stay tuned. Now, for those tuning in for the very first time, the purpose of Dear Black Girl is to present real, honest, vulnerable, and inspiring stories of black women from all walks of life working within the creative space. Now, during these interviews, I ask guests to share their stories by putting together a five-song playlist that represents different moments and phases within their lives, and they talk about the song's meaning to them and that part of their lives. If you like the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button and rate us. Also, you can follow our playlist on Apple Music. It's called Letters to Black Girls, and the link for that is in our Instagram bio. Again, our Instagram is Dear Black Girl Pod. So without further ado, today's guest is a speaker. And wait, first of all, you're going to have to explain what a relationship consultant is, because I don't know what that is. <laughs> and the author of Red Flags Run. Yes. Everyone, please welcome Ashley Gillette. Thank you for having me. Um the relationship consultant, I basically talk to people who are actually in toxic relationships or need guidance mm-hmm. on like, should I stay, should I go kind of thing. I'm like good in that area right now. That's my main focus. That's the reason why I have red flags run Okay, because of all the red flags I saw, how I ignored them, how I wasted so much time. So that's basically it right now. Okay, So give us examples of red flags real quick. So let's see. Um... First of all, I had uh, his name is deranged in the book, and the first date he told me that he was in love with me. Oh, that's a red in the flag. Park. <laughs> yes. So red flag or not? So that was the first date. Uh, he told me he was in love with me, and then uh, while we left, he went to the bathroom. There were two guys outside trying to talk to me. I guess he overheard. He came outside and started to fight them. That's the second red flag. Second red flag. Like, literally, there were red flags that whole night, and I ignored it completely. And that was probably the worst relationship I've ever had. Why did you ignore all those red flags? Dumb. Just dumb. How old were you? I would say every all the bad relationships, I was in my 20s. Okay. So, I mean, you know, trying to give it a chance, thinking I can fix things, thinking I can, oh, you know, or just ignore it, and then... Then you realize, yeah, oh, yeah you, you can't fix a man. No, you can't <laughs> fix it. I thought I could many times. I nah. thought I could fix it. I thought I could help, but nope, didn't work out for me. Not that way. So why turn these experiences into a book? Because I it was, I would call my sister and I would tell her like, girl, you would never not 
can't believe what happened just now. Like, he did this. He did that. He only walks around with $5 in his pocket. He only told me, he told me his mama uh, keeps his bank card. Like, what type of foolishness? Like, you, like I would call them, <laughs> them like, girl, no, stop it. So they always would say, you got to you gotta put this red flags, red flags. You got to put this in a book. Because I was always talking about a book, but I never knew that I was going to write a book on red flags and relationships. Mm-hmm. So we would all play around. And then one day I was like, you know what? I got to get this in the book. It's too much. I went through too much to not put this out there and help people. So that's that's the main reason why I have red flags run. So what's one of the biggest red flags that you think women just don't pay attention to? I would say um, he likes to put his phone on silent all the time. That's, I mean, you know, while we together, you have kids. I had a boyfriend. I, I call him Jalier in the book. <laughs> Like how you have a daughter and your phone is always on silent. Like what is the problem? And you don't. You're not at work. What was? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? That's that's a big red flag to me. Um, you know the changing up the stories all the time. It never lines up to what he's saying. You just got to pay attention to what they're doing because they will feed you crap on a plate and you know thinking that you're supposed to take it. And um, I don't. I. I I personally started, I dated a lot of the same type of man, mm-hmm. and it was just a different person, of course, and it was a lot of liars and manipulators and users and all that type of thing. Um, it was terrible. So why do you think you kept attracting the same men? I don't, it, it was like, I don't know if it was low self-esteem. I was a little bigger back then. I lost a lot of weight since then, about 40 pounds since then. Um I didn't have, like, my parents didn't teach me certain things about street smarts. And, you know, my father and my mother, they're both pastors and they're in the church. And they will only talk to me about scripture. So it was a lot of things that I had to learn on my own. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't. And then there was a lot of things that I didn't tell my friends because I was embarrassed or, you know, f- afraid that they will confirm what I already knew. So I would just deal with the same thing over and over, over and over. It was ridiculous. Let's talk about embarrassment because I had a conversation with one of my friends. She just got out of a toxic relationship and she's because she said she's been crying for a year and a half, but she said she's more feels like she embarrassed herself because she saw all the red flags and she still let it happen. Or she got to the point where she was just like, just make sure you're here at the end of the night. So you said she was crying for a year and a half. Yeah, that's not the first girl I've ever heard said oh, that after a, after a breakup, they mm-hmm. cried for a year and a half. I have another friend that cried for a year and a half. Jesus. Oh, a year and a half. Okay, well, wow, that threw me for a loop right there. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, it would be, uh, yeah, I have my crying days and I have my can't eat days and uh, don't want to deal with nobody days. You know, everybody's different. Everybody deals through everything. I'm not here to judge nobody in their situation because I have a whole bunch of situations right in this book. But, um, you know, it was a lot of embarrassing moments. Uh, Like, okay, for instance, Jalier. He lied to me about his name, his age, having a job, and how many kids he had. And I brought him around my family, and I'm telling them his name is—I can't remember the names they use. I, you know, his nickname was Jalier. Mm-hmm. So he would tell me his name was John, and I'm telling my aunts, this is John. My family is bringing him around. And then when I go to his mother, she's saying something completely different. I said, and it sounds similar to John— and I'm like, maybe that's her accent. No, it's no way she didn't say John. It's no way. And then come to find out, there was one time we were in the car, months in, and I saw his ID sticking out. So I reached for it. This man started fighting me in the car. 
Are you serious? Yes. He started fighting me, and then I finally grabbed it, and he bit me. Like Chris Brown. Yes. <laughs> yes. He bit me on the hand, and then I threw the, the car. I said, okay, I, I see where he's going with this. That same night, he fell asleep. I got a hold of his ID, and there were three lies on there. He didn't have a license, his name, and his age. He lied about how old he was. He, when I met him, he told me he was 30. Ooh. This dude was like 20-something, 25 his, ne- his whole government was on the ID, and it was a New York State ID. It wasn't even a license. It wasn't even a permit. And I was giving this man my car. Oh. So if he got pulled over, it would have been a wrap. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's not in the book because the editors took it out. I was embarrassed. And I had guess what? I had to keep going with the lie when I brought him around my family because they knew thought his name was John. Oh. And he's telling me, you know, I, I had to, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just go with it. I'm just, I, cause I could just fix him. I'm just go with it. You know what, boo? Your name is John. Moving forward, and that's that's what it is. I mean, it was it's it's so much nonsense that I went through. It's ridiculous. Okay, so that that sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, so, funny. Um, when it comes to dating, especially recreational okay. <laughs> dating, should we as women have boundaries? Absolutely. And what should those boundaries be? There's, you know, everybody's different. Some people, they don't want to sleep with nobody until they're married. Don't be up in his house. Boot up. That's a good point. If you if you don't want to sleep with, the, if you have a, a certain time frame, if you're trying to Steve Harvey a uh, ninety day him, don't be booed up somewhere. Go outside, have events, be around couples, and you know activities. Yeah, there's a lot of things to do, especially if you live in New York. There's a lot of things to do, but if that is your boundary, then don't put yourself in the fire. Don't don't get caught up in just one man when you're starting to date. Because I just literally just started dating this year. I wasn't dating for four years. Ooh. I took a break to heal, to work on Ashley, to work on my book, to not focus on men. Because my whole focus was men at the time. So you just have to... It, everybody's different. But you have to have boundaries that you're just not going to gonna fold on. And, you know, that it's up to you. And if he is with it, then he will go along with it. And if not, then chuck the deuces up and... and on to the next that's it song number five song number five is bravo by lettuce um that is the song that's one of the songs that i had on my playlist at my book release Mm -hmm. and that was finally my coming out with me um letting being vulnerable enough to let everybody know what i went through because not everybody they knew about the men that i was with but they didn't know in detail of all the nonsense that i went through so that was just like me saying um you know, this I have a whole outlook on life. I'm ready. Like I'm here I am. I'm coming out. So how scary was that to let everyone know like this is what really happened? Yeah, it was extremely scary. Um I had to pray about it because it was a lot. And being that my father's a pastor and he's so big in the church world, um, I had to like put my fear aside and mm-hmm. not like I'm not living for him I'm living for me so um because it was a lot of times that I was living for him and and people in the church or oh you're the pastor's daughter you can't do this you can't do that so there were it's always eyes watching me even when I was in high school the assistant principal was the church member oh, God. so it was like everywhere so I had to like I don't care not that I don't care but I this happened for a reason I was called to do this and I'm supposed to help somebody so I had to like, but my father's not allowed to read the book. That's, that's, 
that was an agreement between my sister and my mom. Like, daddy is not allowed to read the book. So how do they keep him from reading the book? He's not supposed to read the book. And he has not read the book. It's been out for a year. And he made an announcement at church. He said, let me tell you something. I'm proud of my daughter. She got her book out. I don't know nothing in the book. And don't come, like, you got to shut it down. And I was like, thanks, dad. Thanks. So mommy knows what's in the book. Lord, help her. But, um, you know, I had to, like, really, it's not about people it's about me doing what i gotta do what was your family's reaction especially your mom to like read about everything you went through um she was she was actually kind of hype showing that um she was like oh you you letting all the do like she was like <laughs> she was like oh these guys ain't gonna be able to get over nobody else i'm like ma relax like i think she was just happy to actually uh be a part and read some because i never shared anything like that with her i only introduce one man to my parents mm-hmm. and that's when I, t- I was about to turn 30 never introduced anybody to them so she i guess she was happy to actually see what i went through and um, to know you were dating other people <laughs> yeah i guess yeah but she she was she's excited i mean she's not happy what i went through and lord knows this is not everything yeah but she was just she's eh. and if she is she probably stressed out somewhere in the corner praying but um other than that she she was telling me she was proud of me she was very happy um she attended a few events that i had when i went to chicago i went to an event called world changers and circle of sisters last year for wbls i did like she was happy she 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 telling everybody about the book she telling everybody i'm her daughter <laughs> So mommy and daddy, they're good. And my sister, she wanted to beat me up. She's like, I remember him. What is wrong with you? You serious? You sounds like, oh, sorry. Yeah. What about your friends? Because like when you wrote this book, not only did your family get to see it, but the whole world, including your friends, got to read about your experiences. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people, they told me they're proud of me. A lot of people DM me saying they, if I didn't know them, they were like, you know what? Yo, I, I put myself in this book. Like, yo, I've been through this. Like, you're not alone. And it's unfortunately, I lost a lot of friends when this book came out. Ooh, why? Of, I don't know. I had one close friend who I was there for who I treated like a sister. And the day of my release, she came. She gave me hell up until the release. And she acted like an an unprofessional person. She was just a witch. You know you can curse up here. I don't, I don't curse. <laughs> okay. I don't curse. But she was so evil. When, people, when I had about 11 people come tell me who didn't know her, tell me about the, um, the, the, the stuff that she was doing that night. And I saw it already. It was... I was hurt, but um, she was the main one. And then a lot of people who were close to me, who I talked about the book every single day up until they just dropped off the face of the earth. They didn't support. They didn't say anything, haven't read it, nothing. And I was like, okay, that's fine. It, it, I get Apparently, this is what happens. Because I talk to other people, the same thing happens to them. Just, I don't, I guess you, you, you can only do as good as them. But when they see that what I was talking about, I actually birthed it out and, and put it forth. It, it wasn't good enough for them. So it's all good. It's all good. Song number four. Song number four is India Irie, I Am Ready for Love. Um, so like I said, I was single for four years. I did that for a reason because I had to heal from all the bad uh, past relationships that I went through. And um Basically saying it's time. I'm I'm ready. I didn't know that I was gonna be on a four year break. That that wasn't planned. <laughs> I was like, okay, good God Almighty. I, I didn't plan on having a four year break, but it, it was all necessary. It was all needed. So now I'm like, I'm ready. Where you at though? 
So how should a person cope with a breakup? I mean, you know, it, you got to do what you got to uh, that deems necessary. Delete his pictures out your phone. You you can't go back reminiscing about stuff. If you know y'all are done, y'all are broken up, don't go on scrolling on his Instagram. Don't go scrolling on his Facebook or whatever he got. Don't go looking and reminiscing on text messages. And you just got to do what you got to do for you. Hang out with your friends. Work on your business. Work on whatever thoughts and dreams that you have. Write. Write. Mm -hmm. Write out something. Just don't sit there. Just keep yourself busy. Go to work. Um, Work on a business. Do what you got to do so you don't have to fall back, especially if you know it's a bad, toxic relationship that you had no business being in. It makes no sense to go and reminisce because you'll start getting those feelings again. And then you'll slide right into his DM or slide right into his text and then you'll be back in the same thing until the fire dies down and you back there crying again, looking crazy, can't eat, snotting, you know, eating ice cream, getting fat. Because, you know, you know what I'm saying? Just if you are breaking up and you know you can't be with that person then you just need to cut it like all the way delete his pictures don't have no pictures of his dog in your phone of his kid <laughs> i had to cut i had to delete all them pictures i was like i don't care about jamaya no more i don't care about none of his kids i don't care about his daughter no more just cut it off you can't you can't do it because then you'll start to reminisce go through that pit go through iCloud whatever you got delete it cut it it makes no sense on holding on to the past, especially if it's nothing that you're not going back. I feel like um, dating, breaking up back in the day was so much easier than now. Because, like, if you broke up with somebody, you lost their number, you would never hear from them again. Exactly. But now we got social media and you always see them. Mm-hmm. They be annoying. <laughs> they on your Insta story. <laughs> or they pop up in your head. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should be friends with this person. Similar people in contact. You got Snapchat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's so, just everywhere do you feel like because of that it's so hard for people to like really break up with people nowadays yeah I mean it's so much it's hard to back in the day we what, we had a phone and or if you didn't remember, if you didn't write that number down you lost it it's over yeah but it's just so much where you either run into them at an event you might see them on, especially if you have close uh, if y'all have in the same circle of friends, you might not be talking to them, but you might see them hanging out on somebody's Snapchat or somebody's Insta story. <laughs> and I'm like, bruh, like, go away. Like, you, it's, it's it's hard. They're just everywhere. Unless you decide to log out, because I've had to log out many a time from Instagram, Facebook. Like, I just needed a break. I just need it. Sometimes it's for my mental, but I just need a break. And yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's harder. It is harder, but you got to do what you, you got to do what you got to do. So what was your for yourself love journey like? Um, it was like I said, weight loss. So I was an oompa loompa. I was like over two hundred pounds and I'm like four eleven. That's not a good look. Um, I started to see a nutritionist. I started to eat better, plan on my meals. Um, I started to write songs. I sing. I focus I I'm I sing in church. I started to focus on that, my relationship with God started to pray more fast because there was a lot of things that um i had to detox myself from um I, of course i wrote my book i focused on that i took myself on retreats like i would just text my family say hey i'm here just get some time for myself because sometimes being at home is just too much so i would say i'm at the hotel i'm here 
I turn off my phone, start bring on my laptop, I start typing, working on that, um, uh, doing my vision boards, just, you know, hanging out with family more, friends more, and just traveling, of course, always a plus, going on girls' trips, going on dates with your homegirls. I mean, it's nothing. Just, you know, look, going out to dinner with your girlfriends. You make the best of it. It's not, it's not a disease to be single. It's, you know, you use your single life to do things for yourself. And then when you are ready to be in a committed relationship and you know you have your boundaries in order and you can, you know, you got your things in order. Because when I was in relationships, I would leave work, go drive straight to them, let them have my car like a little dum-dum, be in the house with their aunts and their little crackhead family members. Like, I done did it all, honey, let me tell you. <laughs> like, it was just, I, I, my whole focus was them. And my, I didn't focus on Ashley. And and I lost lots and lots of money from from dealing with these fools because of course I let I let them run game on me. I like having my money in my account now, so I'm not <laughs> with it. I don't care. This one guy, he was like, "Yeah, so my phone about to get cut off." I said, "All right, well, call me when your phone get on." <laughs> he was so offended, like he wanted me to offer. No, I'm not doing that no more. I'm not taking care of no man. Go get a job. But. <laughs> But yeah, you got to do what you got to do. My four-year journey was much needed, much. It was refreshing, and I got to get myself together. Song number three. Song number three is Jennifer Hudson, uh, Think Like a Man. So um, I was, I was, I said I was overletting men manipulate me, overletting them use me. Uh, I got my weight loss, my confidence back. Um, I was saying I'm a strong, independent, and I'm just over being... I'm just over it being us. So, you know, that's when I had to cut it, basically. <laughs> and I just love that song. <laughs> I do. So I know some people are strong enough to, like, walk away from relationships, but then you have the people that are afraid of being lonely. That reminds me of the um, Drake line, no one wants to be 70 and alone. Yeah, that was me. That was me. That's why I was in, so, I, that's why I was in a relationship for so long, because I was like, well, he's cute, and we a good look. And, you know, I would just endure a lot of uh, stuff just to be with him instead of, you know, just saying, OK, Ashley, because that, that was the problem. I would if I if we did break up, I would just be like on to the next and be with another person immediately to get over them to get over them. But that wasn't good either because I'm just dragging on the baggage. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, a lot lately, like when I started dating this year, I'm over it. I blocked them, cut it real quick. If I see some stuff. That suspect, I'm over it. Mm-mm. I, I don't have men have my number for two hours and I blocked them. <laughs> One of which went and got another number and texted me oh, from God. another number and said, yo, what you doing? Did you, why you blocked me earlier? What? <laughs> Are you serious? I, so you know I blocked you and you went and got another number and asked me why I blocked you? Because you crazy. <laughs> and I know the red flags. That's why I blocked you. Then I had another one. I blocked him, and he texted me from an 800 number. I had to screenshot and send it to my friend. I'm like, is he a private investigator? What is? I've never seen <laughs> somebody text me from an 800. I still got the screenshot. I said, nah, this is big red flags right here. <laughs> so what are three attributes you would consider to be the foundation of a successful relationship? Communication, trust, and understanding. Mm-hmm. Those would be the three things you definitely got to communicate. Um, yeah, no matter how hard it is, no matter how if it's um, communicating about something with your past that still affects you, that still has something 
going on you and you feel this person is worth even dealing with them definitely have to communicate um you know and there's a lot of I'm, and i'm talking about actually speaking to each other because text Not messages texting. yeah text messages get confused real fast mm-hmm. you feel in a way you think he's saying it this way she's saying it this way and it's something that could be avoided if you just get on the phone and talk or facetime or skype something or, or just be in person but communication is definitely key um trust for sure because you will drive yourself crazy even though it's a big it's a big factor to trust somebody because you're actually trusting them with your heart and you're letting them you letting your guard down but if you have a wall up your whole life you can't find love it is it's hard it's a risk and um what did i say the other one was is that understanding yeah understanding thank you (laughs) (laughs) you have to understand and like just have to understand and just try to work together. There's something, you know, every, not everybody's the same. You, there's two different people coming together. You're not the same exact person. So he might do something that's a little weird that you don't understand. But you're going to say, <laughs> you know what, boo? I'm going to let you rock with that because I'm doing some stuff that's a little questionable, too. But, you know, understand each other, communicate and trust for sure. So why don't you put consistency in the mix? Yeah, definitely consistency because... Um, yeah, I have a problem with if you're not consistent. Don't 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 be don't give me the world in two in two weeks and then you change up on me now. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> don't be calling me on FaceTime every night and now you don't want to call the kid on FaceTime. <laughs> like, what's happening, sir? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> just be consistent. It's you know what I'm saying? If you're gonna if you're gonna do something, you just you gotta keep it going and or make it better. For definitely consistency. I like that one better. So how soon should you start um, the communication process of, like, explaining your past traumas? Um, There's no time frame. Um, First of all, you got to get a feel and see, is this guy even worth me even explaining all this stuff to him? Is he worth it? That's why is dating is important. You need to go on date. See if you even like him. Because he might be cute, might dress nice, but he could be a total creep and a weirdo. Mm-hmm. So what you going to waste your time letting it all out on the table on the first date? That's just dumb. So take your time. I, you know, like, just you have to have a feel of how you guys feel about each other, how you guys are, how you like certain things that he does. But um, don't bring him around family and friends if you're not sure where this is going. But um, definitely go on your, your dates. See if it's worth it. And then have those talks. Whether it's in person, no matter how hard it is, have those talks. You got to. It's important. Song number two. Song number two was Chrisette Michelle Epiphany. I was in one of the relationships I was in, child. It was so many. And... Um, I finally, you know, it came to me like he needs to go. I, I can't deal with this anymore. I was lying to myself saying that, um, yeah, this is going to work. Like, I, you know, I, it's OK. Like, I'll fix it. Like, it's OK. I don't mind um, or it'll get better. And I was lying to myself and I had to really, like, stop myself and like, um, actually, you need to stop. What did it take to get to that aha moment? Probably the fifteenth girl calling my phone, oh, talking God. and texting me, or texting me from his phone when he there at his her house falling asleep, talking about that he doing his daughter here. You a lie, 
But um, yeah, that's probably that was probably one of the the, the aha moments. I feel like that's the most disrespectful. It's thing. so d- annoying. So for a man to allow another woman to text the girl he's dating or whatever, I feel like that's like one it's of the most so, disrespectful things you can do. And then you calling me, you still lying, sir? I was like, okay, enough is enough. Like, stop it, okay? You can't keep telling me you love me and oh, you just just too much lies. And then your mama telling me you terrible too. <laughs> Your mama telling me you terrible too. That's that's just a double. Like that, okay, it's time to go. I'm I'm better than this. This, this is this is not. You want to know what's funny? Because uh, recently, this mom took <laughs> her son's girlfriend to the Wendy Williams show. I saw that, and <laughs> she wanted to hook him up with her brother, her with son. Her other son. <laughs> I was like, ma'am. Wendy was like, you being trifling, break up with him. Maybe y'all can go on a little dinner later, but no. <laughs> She's like, I want to hook him up with my other son. Because I still want her to be in the family. <laughs> like, I had that happen to me, but it was an aunt. The oh, aunt wow. told me to break up with her nephew and that she had her son for me. And she said he got a job. She said, but he got a real job. He worked for Nassau, baby. That's what she told me. I was like, um, I'm good, thanks. I'm good on that one. It's okay. Like she dead was telling she told me to break up with him and she was gonna hook me up with her stepson. And he had, and she said he got a real job. How did I always wonder how do they think that's gonna roll over with the like, rest of the family? How is this okay? But you, you went to one Thanksgiving with one son come back to nothing how is this okay (laughs) you know i mean bless her heart she really wanted she was like he is terrible but i got something better for you it happens to be a family member but no 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 i'm good i said it's okay thanks i appreciate it okay so you have men that like they they break women's hearts but they don't want to like fully let her go because they selfish someone i was dating he told me that uh you know he had his he was doing his thing, and um, he had his one girl who was faithful to him. You know, whenever he wanted to go to her house, he would, you know, do whatever he got to do, leave. But he had, like, five other girls that he was dealing with, and um, he didn't want to let her go because she was good. She was good to him. She took care of him. She was, like, basically a un- she was a, a non-wife to him. And one day, she- I guess she got fed up, and she started having her boo, and he tried to come over. She was like, nah, my boots, you, you can't come over. <laughs> so, like, and he said he was so hurt about that. I was like, sir. That's why I never understand. Girlfriends. I, 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 I he never said understand. He said that broke me. He said that broke no, me. No, but what? I never understand that. Like, a guy can have a full lineup and a girl that loves them so much, and they would do her so dirty, and the minute she steps out, cheats, or gets a whole nother man, they're heartbroken, their whole world destroyed. You know what? There's a Caribbean saying they can dish, but they can't take. <laughs> he want dish it, but he can't take it when somebody do it to him. That's the problem. They can't handle it. They want them to have a good little girlfriend, good little wife, go sit down in the corner, take care of him. And he just want to do whatever the heck he want to do. And it's not okay. And nowadays, the tables have turned. Let me tell you, the tables have turned because um, girls is not with it now. They're not with it. So... Maybe we are thinking like a man now. <laughs> Maybe that's what's happening because we're not with it no more. But I, I never understood, like, why is it that women would take a man back after she's multiple times? But a guy, cheat once, they don't want you no oh, more. Oh, you dirty. You a hoe. Stay out. You, uh-uh. No he second. calling his, whole, his family, yo, you know what she did? Yo, she dirty. <laughs> All of that. 
and you were just with five women. The man told me he had two apartments, one in Brooklyn, one in Jersey. And, but it's so. But she finally got a boo who like her and want to be with her, and she is the scum of the earth. Like what is? The, Yo, guys are crazy. I don't know. This is why I, 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 I. This is honestly, it's like you could think like a man, but I really don't understand the, the thought process. Like it's, it's totally okay. It's totally okay for you to do that, but then you a thought. If, you, God forbid, you talk to somebody else or you're just in the dating state, you're not sleep with them, you're just dating them, and, oh, you you a thought, you were this, you were that. But you're doing the same, you're worse. You're doing the, you're worse. But it's okay for you to do that because that's how they grow up. That's how they've been taught. That's what they think is normal in their head. That's normal. Song number one. Song number one was Vivian Green, Emotional Roller Coaster. I literally was, I broke up with someone and I was in my room crying because I was so heartbroken, crying over dealing with the same thing over and over again. And I literally had that on replay over and over and over, just crying in my room, not able to really talk to anybody because they didn't really know the, the detail of, because I didn't, I didn't really tell everybody what i was going through so it would just be me in my room playing vivian green emotional roller coaster over and over and over and over just playing it over and over and that was like your therapy yeah until i ran that poor cd out or whatever i had <laughs> it was bad it was really bad i remember the headboard i had remember everything like i would play that song over and over and over watch the video over and over and over so with all these experiences, how has your definition of love changed? Honestly, um, I didn't have a real love. It was a lust. It was just a feeling. It was a soul tie. It was just because I was feeling them. It was no, you can't, I can't say that that was love because they never, they didn't care about me. They didn't care about my well-being. They didn't care about my pockets. They didn't care about anything that wasn't love. But I had the red flags and I ignored them. So that was on me because I didn't have to I didn't have to deal with that. But I didn't have enough self-esteem or self-love to know that I could walk away from it. So honestly, I know there is love, but I haven't experienced it yet. And um, I know I will eventually. But um, love, it, it had nothing has changed. It's just I haven't experienced it yet. Love is something you agree to. It's not, you know, everybody gets these feelings. This You're just having a feeling because it's, it's a man and a woman are, you know, the chemistry is there. You, you're talking about, oh, I'm in, I'm in love at first sight. It's just a feeling you're feeling right now. Mm -hmm. This love is something you choose to do. I'm going to love him in spite of the nonsense or in spite of whatever he dishes. I'm going to love him because he treats me good and, and he he seems like he's going to be a good father to our children in the, in the in the future and he and he's a man he likes to take care of his his he like you know you watch how he's with his mom and you watch how he is with his family and you can see that that's something I want for my future and like this like you you have your talks and you you find out that your purpose probably aligns with his purpose and he has vision he has dreams he's not just somebody who's just sitting around um scratching his head thinking about like putting an application in for nike or something like that like he has plans for the future he's saving he wants a house he wants to you know and that's something you know okay this is this is somebody i could i could i choose to love this is somebody i can be in love with and 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 rock out, rock out for the long haul. So it's not, you know, everybody gets the the feelings, but it's something you choose to do. And I choose to not give up on love and um and just pay attention to when I see red flags because there there's still been some red flags lurking around and uh 
I just don't want to be in that situation. And before I wrap this up, when I handed the book over to the editor, um, I found out that a friend died. Her boyfriend killed her. And they were only together for two months. They started dating in September. And the weekend of Thanksgiving, he killed her. So this was like, this is the reason why I'm doing this. Because I'm trying to tell people you don't have time to waste time. Because two months, that that's... You, 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 that's in the, the time where you see red flags and you think it's cute or you think you can fix it or it's not that serious, but it is that serious because you can end up just like that. You know, I, I know there's another lady. I can't remember her name. Her boyfriend threw, um, sephoric acid in her face, skin melted off because she wanted to break up with him. It's some relationships that you just have no business being in because it could be a matter of life and death. So that's, I'm not giving up on love. But I'm paying attention to the red flags. And um, that's how you got to move. Got to move smart. So before we go, you have to give us your Dear Black Girl open letter. Okay, so Dear Black Girl, there's nothing more important than self-love. You treat yourself good and you leave no room for others to treat you bad because you know what you deserve. Love yourself first and you'll be good. Signed, Ashley W. Gillette.